Church. Good to see all of your lovely faces. Come on in, grab some coffee, grab some donuts. Get that caffeine pumping. We all know we need that caffeine. Um, come on in and uh, find your seats and we'll go ahead and get started with worship and praising the Lord. Oh, 
awesome. That's real country. Felt like we were in your neck of the woods, Vern. And I don't even know what you're playing over there, Michael. What is that instrument? A cigar box guitar. That was awesome. I hope you guys will do this again. I liked it. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. We're still filing in, but I, we've got some business to do before we continue with worship, so why don't you grab a seat? Uh, we're glad you're here, and uh, if you're just coming in, grab a seat and make yourselves comfortable. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we want to start with first things first. If you are a guest with us this morning, we're really glad you're here, and we want to invite you this morning to join us in checking in this is something we do every Sunday here at Connect, and it's really focused on our guests because we want you to feel welcome, but we want to welcome you, and I know that sometimes it's easy to slip in and slip out and, and, and maybe not meet me or meet our, our team and whatnot. So if, if you're a guest with us this morning, if you would check in using this texting number that's at the top of your screen, we would be really grateful, and I promise we won't blow up your phone with a whole bunch of texts or anything but we just want to say welcome, and, and, and we're glad you're here. And then while our guests are checking in, if all of the rest of you would check in, that would be so helpful uh, because this is a tool that we just use to stay connected. And you can share your, your prayer requests and whatnot with us. And our prayer team prays every Monday and throughout the week, and so we really want to keep track of that. So thank you for doing that. I need to say thank you to Pastor John. Uh, I got really sick last Sunday in the middle of the night. And if you were here last week, you know that John had to punt for me. And I called him Sunday morning real early and I said, I can't go to church. And so John just picked up the ball and ran with it. And everybody that I talked to said John did a great job. So when you see John, I, I don't think he's in here just yet. Where are you at, John? John, you're amazing. And I'm so grateful for your servant heart and your willingness to just serve anywhere that you're needed. So thank you so much. And I am much better. Uh, Chris took me to urgent care last Sunday. I got on an antiviral med, and I'm completely symptom-free, except for that little annoying cough, you know. that. So I'm really grateful. This morning, Jason is preaching. And that was by design. We scheduled this probably two months ago for Jason to preach this morning. So I'm really grateful that I don't have to hack through a message this morning. Uh, but uh, it's all good. So thank you for, for uh, supporting John and all of us. Uh, if you haven't yet downloaded our Connect Church app, it's a really powerful tool that you can use for all kinds of things. And let me mention giving this morning. Uh, there's several easy ways to give. You can give through the app. You can give Online, you can give uh, in the baskets. We'll pass the baskets after our worship time this morning. So there's envelopes in the seat pockets if you want to use those. And then I've got a few announcements I want to start this morning by sharing with you that our youth pastor, J.D., and his wife, Becca, uh, this is their last Sunday with us this morning. Well, their last Sunday in an official capacity of serving with our youth. And so we just want to bless them this morning. So J.D. and Becca, will you come on up? And uh, the light is so strong over there. I couldn't see you over there. And little Teddy, I love little Teddy. I'm going to miss him in our meetings. He's just the joyfulest little thing. <laughs> 
He's awesome. So, um, guys, I just want to say thank you. You've served with us four years, five years, four years uh, on staff, and uh, before that as a volunteer uh, working in our youth ministry, and you've loved kids well. You've uh, served faithfully, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just very, very grateful. And you probably can't know how often I've bragged about you. And, and talked about how honored I am to have such a great team. And so thank you. Uh, we want to pray God's blessings on you before you go. Um, do, I didn't even check with you. Do you want to share anything today? Speech, speech, speech. <laughs> That's what I figured was going to happen. <laughs> um, we just wanted to say thank you guys so much for supporting us in this role and allowing us to serve your kids. Um, it's been so much fun, and we've gotten to know all of you families and parents and students and build relationship and fellowship and to see, see uh, your kids grow and come to know the Lord and explore what that looks like. And Teddy's just assisting right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're just excited about our next season of life, uh, going into business, selling hot dogs, believe it or not. Uh, my, my background is very much food service, so we're very excited, and where God has opened up doors for us, just left and right, and um, so yeah, we're, we're excited. We're, we're bittersweet, because we're going we're gonna to miss all of the, <coughs> the families, friends that we've made along the way, and, but we're very excited for the next journey for our youth ministry, and we know that it's in good hands, and praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we want to pray for J.D. and Becca, so those of you that want to come on forward, why don't we just go down to the, to the bottom so people don't have to climb the stairs. Uh, those of you that want to join us, would you uh, come on up and lay hands on them? A lot of love up here, you guys. Jesus, the Bible says that you give gifts to the church, and one of the gifts is gifts of leadership. And I remember, Lord, uh, before JD and Becca were even married, recognizing that you had gifted JD with the spiritual gift of leadership. And as he began to uh, rise in his spiritual journey and his leadership with kids, Lord. It was an honor to watch him and, and eventually for him to join our team. And we just want to say thank you, Jesus, for JD and for Becca and the gifts they have been to connect. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, as they venture on into this next season of life, confident, Lord, that you are calling them to something new. And, and I've had long enough conversations to know they're very confident that you are calling them to this new thing. Uh, Lord, we just want to pray blessings upon them. We want to pray, Lord, for abundance upon them. We pray for open doors. And Lord, I pray that, that uh, the, the relationships that they have invested in, Lord, will be relationships that will be lifelong 
and, and Jesus, that there will be fruit that will come from the spiritual investment. I, I pray, Lord, for the young people that they have influenced over the last four plus years, Lord. I pray that there will be spiritual fruit that will manifest for years and years and years to come that uh, will be visible to everybody. And, and Lord, that, that people will, will recognize, Lord, that this was a significant time in some of these young people's lives. So we thank you, Jesus, for that. I pray that you will fill J.D. and Becca with hope, with courage, Lord, and, and with vision, Lord, for what you're calling them to do. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. So be it. I forgot to talk with Emma. Where, Emma, where are you at? She's probably, you're there. Forgot to talk to Emma. Uh, we, we would like to bless JD and Becca with a thank you offering. If any of you want to give, uh, Emma is going to create a pull down menu on the app. She's gonna do that real quick. So uh, don't, don't get on your phones right this moment. But if you wanna give in the offering today, just use an envelope and you can mark on there uh, JD and Becca, and we'll make sure that uh, they are blessed by whatever it is that you give. So thank you so much for that. Many of you have been asking what's next for youth ministry here at Connect, and, uh, and, and I've been trying to be as transparent as we can, but we haven't made an announcement because there have been so many moving parts. Uh, one of the things that uh, we've been trying to do moving forward uh, is we've been reorganizing our whole staff structure. And so we've been spending quite a lot of time evaluating um, who has gifts in certain areas and, and who can do what. And so uh, we've made the very critical decision to reorganize particularly our youth and kids areas. And I'm really excited to announce to you that Pastor John is going to be moving into the area of kids and youth. Those are going to be his responsibilities. And, uh, and so, of course, J.D. and Becca wore other hats, and I'll have uh, other announcements in coming weeks. But for now, I just want you to know that we're really excited about this new uh, change that's coming. Uh, and, and by doing this, we're going to be able to tighten our belts budget-wise here at Connect. Uh, this is going to have some budget implications by reorganizing our staff and tightening our belts. And so I'll be able to share more information about that in the coming days as well. You guys know that the budget has been tight, so we're, we're making some changes to that effect. But uh, John, why don't you jump up? Oh, you keep moving around. I don't know where you are. I know you are excited. Share with us a little bit about what you're excited about. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, the things I am most excited about is, oh man, we've got just incredible kids, your kids, your youth. Um, they're really wonderful people already. I'm, I'm really, I can't tell you how fortunate I am to get the opportunity to work with them, to lead them, to serve them, to help them discover more of who God is, more of who they are, and um, we're gonna go for it. We're gonna see what kind of things that um, they're passionate about, and my whole goal and hope is to empower them to be powerful Christ followers um, where they are right now. You know, they don't have to wait till they're my age to do cool stuff. 
They can do it all now, and they have access to every bit of Holy Spirit that I do. So why not? Why can't they do everything already at 12 or 16 or however old they may be? So I'm super excited. We're going to make a few changes. Just so you know, get it on your calendars. We're going to start the week that small groups start, and we're going to start that Wednesday. January 24th, yes. Wednesday, January 24th will be our first day. Um, I'll need a team. So if you're like uh, thinking, man, it might be cool, maybe maybe see what these youth are up to, talk to me, please. Um, and we're going to get some meetings going before we get started. And man, we've got a lot to do between now and then, but um, I know the Lord will bless it. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. What time? Wednesdays? Six, 6.30? Six, 6, 6.30? Maybe, yeah. Soft start at 6, ready to go at 6.30, you know? It's a Wednesday night, I get it. So, yeah. More details to come. All right, I know you want to make some noise, so make some noise, Pastor John. Okay, a couple of things, a couple of other things, and then we'll jump into worship this morning. Next Sunday, already, will be January 14th, and we'll have Harold Eberly as our guest. So excited for next Sunday. This you don't want to miss. Uh, if you don't know Harold's ministry, he's been coming about every year for a number of years here at Connect. Uh, Harold has developed a systematic theology that really is groundbreaking. It's called Father-Son Theology. And, uh, and, and I, I have learned so much from his ministry. It has helped open my mind to the possibilities of what can be when we get rid of the mistaken ideas that we have about God. And, and his fundamental teaching is that God is a father who loves his children. When you start with that, it changes everything. God isn't angry at you. God is a father who loves his children. And so next Sunday is going to be powerful. So I hope you'll plan on being here. And then John mentioned it. Connection Groups will launch January 21st. That's the following Sunday. A couple of things that I want to mention about that. Uh, we've been working hard, and, and of course, we're in transition with our leadership, so things have been bumping along a little bit. But uh, we, we'll have signups starting sometime midweek in the app. And so if, if your group isn't open yet on the app right now, it will be very shortly. If you want to lead a group, you can talk to me or you can talk to Pastor John, and we'll get that process started. Most of our groups are going to be studying the book of 2 Corinthians, and on Sundays we're going to be reading through the book of 2 Corinthians together. And so this is going to be a continuation of what we've done through the fall. Um, as you know, in the fall, I made a discussion guide for the groups that were reading through 2 Corinthians. I am halfway through the 2 Corinthians study guide. Uh, it is a ton of work, but it is so worth it. And I am so enriched by what I'm learning as I'm developing this study guide. It's about half done. But for those of you that are leading groups, Emma has some discussion guide preview packs so you can see what the discussion guide is going to look like and how it's going to be laid out. There's some changes from last semester. So if you're a group leader, you can pick one of those up, and the rest of the discussion guides hopefully will be ready by next Sunday. All right? So, but definitely plan on starting 
uh, with your small group the week of January 21st. I can't believe it's only two weeks away. It seemed so far away, but here we are. So, all of that. Questions about small groups at all? Okay, we're going to go back to worship. Why don't you stand to your feet? Let's pray together this morning. Jesus, the word that you dropped into my spirit this morning was the word life. And today, Lord, I want to invite you today to minister life to this church family. Lord, anybody who is struggling with darkness, depression, thoughts of death, fear, anxiety, today, Jesus, I believe you have a word of life for us today. And so from the very first note we sing today, Lord, we invite the spirit of life, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and move among us and change us and lift us into the, the realm and, and the reality of life through the power of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit.
We had one more song. Are we done? I don't know. I guess we're done. Is the other one for the end? Oh, my bad. All right. You know, it's a new year, new mistakes. Hey. Fun times for everybody. Why don't you greet somebody in your neighborhood before you're seated, would you please? And uh, be real warm and friendly, everybody.
All right, kids, if you're in the room, your leaders are ready for you. And it's been a couple of weeks since we've had kids ministry, so glad for that. Head on back to your classes. And if you're giving this morning uh, in an envelope, we can pass the baskets. Those are on the far right side of each row. If you're sitting on an end, would you grab a basket and pass it down your row? And our team will pick those up. Just before Jason starts, uh, I, I had a couple more things that I wanted to share this morning that came to me as I was in the back. I have a little bit of brain fog this morning. I think it's hanging over from being so sick this last week. A uh, couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, we are so excited to have Travis Boss back home. He's sitting right down here. And Travis, we've been praying for you for a lot of years, and, and it's good to have you home, man. So glad you're here. And then I also wanted to mention our Mexico mission team is home. Many of them are here today. I, I've just heard a few stories. It's so unusual for Chris and me not to talk to Nikki just about every day, but they were so busy that we, we talked to her not much. And so the stories are just starting to flow, but it sounds like the ministry was amazing. Uh, they will be sharing on January 28th. And so that'll be uh, a good time uh, they struggled with sickness like lots of us have here, and uh, it was spiritual warfare all the way, but I understand God did some amazing things. So if you see some of our team members, have them share a story with you. Um, I asked Jason this morning what his favorite part was, and he said, well, we left on this day, and we came home on this day, and my favorite was everything in between. <laughs> so uh, it was good. So anyway, just wanted to mention I'm so grateful Jason, uh, for your ministry, and thank you for, for teaching this morning. Uh, when we started the Hallelujah series, I knew I wanted to have Jason share one of the messages, and so he's been scheduled from the very beginning, and it was good timing, yeah. but you've struggled with health this, this week yeah. as well. Um, so let's just pray together, right. and, uh, and Jesus is going to do something powerful today. I believe it. Jesus, I'm so thankful for my brother, Jason. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me personally a great friend and a faithful brother. Thank you, Lord, for raising up somebody in our Connect Church family who is a powerful voice of the Spirit, who listens to the voice of God, who responds quickly when God says, move to the right or left. And Lord, I know that he has spent hours and hours listening and studying and preparing for this ministry today. So we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to rest upon him and Lord, speak to us collectively through him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Give a good Connect Church welcome to Jason this morning. Donkey from a preacher. How about that? 
The preacher told the man that his donkey had been trained in a very unique way, being the donkey of the preacher, of course. The only way to make the donkey go was to say, Hallelujah! And the only way to make him stop was to say, Amen. The man was pleased with his purchase and immediately got on the animal to try out the preacher's instructions. Hallelujah! shouted the man, and the donkey began to trot. Amen! shouted the man, and the donkey stopped immediately. This is great, he said. And with a hallelujah, he rode off into the sunset, very proud of his purchase. The man traveled a long time through some mountains. Soon he was heading towards a cliff, and he could not remember a word to make the donkey stop. Stop, said the man. Halt, he cried. The donkey just kept going. Oh, no, uh, Bible, church, preacher, please stop, shouted the man. The donkey had just began to trot faster and faster and faster and was getting closer and closer and closer to the edge of the cliff. Finally, in desperation, the man said a prayer, Dear Lord, please make this donkey stop before I go off the end of this mountain. In Jesus' name, amen. The donkey came to an abrupt stop, just one stop, one step before the edge of the cliff. Hallelujah, he shouted. <laughs> Since that one worked, I got another one. In the deep south, an old-time preacher was wrapping up his sermon on his belief on the perils of alcohol. And wrapping up his sermon, and just before a lengthy altar call, he said out loud, If I was able to gather all the beer in the world, I'd take it out to the river and dump it. And the congregation shouted, Amen! <laughs> and if I had a, <clears throat> all the whiskey and rum and tequila and gin in the world, I'd take it and throw it into the river. Hallelujah, they said. Amen, pastor. And if I had all the wine in the world, I would take it down to that same river and dump it in there. Hallelujahs and amens went throughout the congregation, exhausted and feeling quite accomplished in the sermon he had just delivered preacher sat down in the front row. As he sat down, the worship leader came up and he said, for our closing hymn, let's all appear to page 126 in our hymnals and sing this glorious song, We Shall Drink From That River. <laughs> Can I get an amen? All right. Hallelujah has been our theme for the past seven weeks. And so here's a quick little recap. If you haven't been with us or this is your first time joining us, um, so we talked about Hallel. What's Hallel mean? Praise. Praise. To boast, to celebrate, to shine, to make a show, to be clamorously foolish. Uh, and then Yah, what's that mean? Yeah, Yahweh. All right, that was uh, week one. Week two, uh, we talked about the famous hallelujahs from two mothers. Does anybody remember the two mo mothers we talked about? Mary, Mary and... Hannah, very good, very good. Um, week three, uh, we talked about the Yeshua rescue is for all of you. He's our rescuer. Uh, week four, we talked about joy is a choice, and it's different than being happy. Man, Vernon's on. Week five, uh, joy comes from the hope that Jesus brings, and the hope is that Jesus is going to show up for who? Us. Exactly. Man, you guys are great. And then last week, uh, as John punted, he talked about Hallel, uh, Yada. What was Yada? Raising hands. Very good. And then Zamar. What was that one? Singing joyfully. But you all did great today. 
So that's kind of our, our recap. And so today, um, I'm going to be talking uh, about the Christmas story and Mary. I know Christmas is over, but that's okay. It's always great to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So here's what I want you to do. Audience participation. All I want you to do is just, I want you to close your eyes. Now I'm going to read this story, and I just want you to vividly imagine you are there witnessing this. Is that too hard for anybody? No? Okay, well, good. All right. So we're going to go out of Luke chapter 2. That night in a field near Bethlehem, shepherds were watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field, blazing with the glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Do not be afraid, for I have come to give you, or I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miraculous sign. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth and laying in the feeding trough. Then at once in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven. And they all praised God, singing, glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. And I'm sure there were some hallelujahs mixed in with that. And the choir of angels disappeared and returned to heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's hurry and find this word who is in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they hurried off and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what they had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flocks, ecstatic over what had just happened. They praised God and glorified him for all they have seen and heard for themselves, just like the angel had said. So, Father, I, uh, I've got a plan, but it's yours. So, Lord, I just pray that today you would uh, speak through me uh, what you have given to me. But, Lord, uh, if you tell me to go right, I'll go right. If you tell me to go left, I'll go left. If you want to mess the whole thing up, that's fine. But, Lord, I just pray that you would just uh, anoint the word that I speak. Lord, let it be heard without distraction. Uh, command the heaviness that's on some people right now. I command that thing to be broken. I command the spirit of depression right now to be broken in Jesus' name. Lord, we're in a season of spiritual warfare and we're coming to take back everything the enemy has stolen. So Lord, just anoint our time together. My will, but yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
If you've uh, heard me preach before, before, I'm quite weepy. But my Jesus is just so good. So today, uh, what I want us to focus on is Mary. And in verse 19 where it says, Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. What do you think Mary pondered about in that moment? What Jesus would be like. Government on her shoulders? Yes. Raising the Son of God. Why me? It's a good one. (coughs) So the journey I'm going to take you down is is some of the things that I thought Mary probably pondered about. I think she pondered about God's promises are reliable. I think she pondered about God gives us peace in the present. I think she also pondered about future is full of promise. So my big idea is God always, always, always keeps his promises. God always, always, always keeps his promises. So we're going to unpack some of those promises and reflect on maybe some of the promises that he has given to you. Alright, so God's promises are reliable. Who's brave enough to say all the promises that you make are reliable? Good, 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 good. Uh, As a dad, right? I'll cut the grass later. Oh, yes, I'll clean out your car and wash it. Maybe. Take out the trash, right? Promise to do that from time to time. Uh, parents with kids who wanted an animal. I promised, mom, dad, I promise if you give me this puppy, I'll take care of it, I'll feed it, I'll wash it, I'll bathe it, I'll walk it, I'll do all of that, right? Mary's laughing, right? Yeah. You didn't promise to take care of your dog and didn't do it, did you? Oh, uh, yeah, she, yeah. Hey, I got a 19-year-old that I constantly have to remind, can you please feed your chickens? Right? Yeah, yeah. Picking on you back there, right? So we've probably not kept all of our promises to each other, but not my God. So let's just take a quick reminder of some of the promises that God made and that he kept. About Abraham and Isaac, I want you to sacrifice your son. The Lord said he would provide. What did he provide? A ram, right. Saving, he saved Noah and his family from the flood. He promised that John the Baptist would go before Jesus and begin the ministry. He promised that Peter would go forth and build the church. I came across 360 other prophecies and promises 
from the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled. So he's a God of promise. But it probably wasn't what Mary had in mind her first time giving birth. How many of you moms here today imagined your first birth without a doctor, a nurse, um, a clean and sterile hospital room, and as my wife called it, the sweet nectar created by God himself, the epidural? (laughs) Right? But Mary being Mary and, and knowing God, I'm sure she thought about she had just given birth in Bethlehem as Micah had prophesied 700 years earlier. Micah said, but you, O Bethlehem, are only a small village among the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned from their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. And at Then at last, his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world. And I also believe she probably remembered Isaiah's prophecy. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and she will call him Emmanuel. You see, God's promises are rooted in his character. That's who he is. He's a promise keeper. Because Numbers 23 tells me this, God's not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? No. If we fast forward to the New Testament in Hebrews, it says, God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given us both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we have fled to him for our refuge and can have great confidence as we hold the hope that lies before us. Now, here's where I get weepy. Two thousand three, the Lord made Kim and I a promise. And he said, you guys will have a baby. <clears throat> so we held on to that promise. And like for us, you know, when you can't conceive and you're just out of your mind, you don't know what to do, we thought adoption was the way to go. Um, adoption is not cheap. And so um, a friend of ours uh, came in contact with a young mother who got pregnant out of wedlock and said, um, hey, if you know a Christian couple that would like to adopt our baby, my baby, um, I would love to entertain that. So we went and we met this young mom. And she, uh, she said, yes, I would love for you to, to parent our child. 
So Halloween comes. Uh, the baby is born on Halloween, um, which was actually the same day as her, would have been her, her brother. And so they called us. Kim and I rushed to the hospital. Kim was in the, the labor room uh, with the mom the whole time. I got there when the, once the baby was born. We went. I uh, was able to cut the umbilical cord. We got to feed the baby for the first time. Um, we were in the hospital room with her mom. She's like, this is your child. I want you to do everything. So we got to change it, to bathe it, do all, do all the new parent stuff. We had no idea what we were doing, right? And uh, where we were living at the time, there was a 72-hour um, time frame in which the mom could recon reconsider. So 24 hours later, the mom left. Um, Kim stayed in the room the whole time. And uh, it was about hour 68. I came in from work, and uh, we just held that baby. And her name was Megan. And I remember praying this. Lord, you have promised us a child. I know what I heard. I know what I felt. You promised us. But Lord, not by will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. So we laid her down on the beds, we dedicated her, and then we left to go home to get all the stuff that we needed, the car seat and all that. Hour 71. I get in the car, I start the car, I get a phone call. We're sorry, Bennett's. The mom has decided to parent. Now, Lord, you promised me. You gave us this child, Lord. You worked everything out. You worked out the finances, the, the perfect child. You worked it out. I don't get it. Did you just break your promise to me? I was angry. Oh, I was so angry. I believe it's okay to be angry at God. I was. I surely was. I knew Kim was. It was heartbreaking. A nine-year struggle. But he always keeps his promises. Eight weeks later, we found out we were pregnant with asthma. You are our promise fulfilled. So I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, God always, always always keeps his promises. You know, there's power in reflection. That's what I want you to do. I want you to just close your eyes again. And like Mary, 
I want you to ponder. I want you to think back. It can be fulfilled or unfulfilled. But I want you to remember the promise he gave you. Got that promise? Who's brave enough to share your promise in front of 200 of your closest friends? Susie? Where do I start? Um, well, about 15 years ago, well, actually 16 years ago, um, I was married to uh, a man, and we ended up pregnant. Um, and when I was six weeks pregnant, uh, he decided he didn't want to be married to me anymore. Um, but in that time, uh, we were meeting with my pastor, and he, uh, God gave me this vision. He was laughing over me with excitement and said, you know, you have no idea what I have in store for you. Just um, such joy in store for you. And I thought that may, meant he was going to restore my marriage, and then my marriage uh, fell apart. I had this little Preston. And then when Preston was like three months old, Colt started pursuing me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not interested, not ready. And he kept pursuing me and pursuing me. And finally, when Preston was 10 months old, I said, yes, I would go on a date with him. And it's been the best marriage I've ever had. I've had so much joy. And we've never really had any struggles. And so it's been a promise fulfilled. Fulfilled promises. So Mary had pondered. She had thought about the things of the past. So now let's think about Mary now thinking about her present situation. I can imagine her holding Emmanuel in her arms. Emmanuel meaning God with us. Emmanuel, he's here. He's with me. He's with Joseph. We're here in this moment. And just as he was, he's been with us every step of the way. He's taking care of our past, so I know he'll take care of us right now. And she's probably looking at Joseph and the promise that he made to continue with the engagement. He can promise to marry her even though she was pregnant. And I also think she's probably, as a new mom, thinking about these things. Am I good enough? Am, am I capable as a new mom? 
Why did God choose me to care for this little child? How are we ever going to provide for this king of kings? My husband's a carpenter. But little did she know the wise men were on their way with gold and frankincense and myrrh. You see, he provided right there in her present. And just as God was provided for Joseph and Mary in their present situation, he can and will provide for each and every one of us. And what I've learned in my nearly 49 years of walking with the Lord, I guess not 49 years, let's go 40. His promise are fulfilled in his timing. Not my timing. His timing. Ecclesiastes 3 tells me this, yet God made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. We can't see it but we can count on it. Habakkuk tells us this, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hurries towards the goal and it will not fail. Though it delays, wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay long. Is it easy to patiently wait for God's promise to come true? For his promise to be fulfilled? Greg, is it easy? Was it easy? Still not easy. Maybe some of you have been like Sarah who laughed at the idea of having a child in her old age. She laughed at that promise. Do you remember how the Lord responded? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I have to constantly remind myself of that promise. You got a lot of you know Kim's story. Headaches. Headache after headache. Migraine after migraine. Lord, can you heal my wife? And he says, is anything too hard for the Lord? But he makes it more personal. He says, is there anything too hard, Jason, for your Lord? Lord, can you provide us with a new place to live? Is anything too hard for your Lord? Lord, can you heal my brother-in-law of cancer? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Lord, can you make our church debt-free? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? But Jason, what if I don't get my answer right now? Is it a no? God's delays are not denials. 
2 Peter 3, 9 tells me the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. Oh, that's a tough pile to swallow. Patient for my sake. So my question is, do you trust him? He's a promise keeper. Not a promise breaker. A promise keeper. So is it okay if I activate some faith right now? I'm going to anyway. I don't care what you think. (laughs) Susie says yes. I get to be a mouthpiece for the Lord today. If you're brave, I want you to stand up and ask me your promise. It only takes one. Kathy, what's your promise? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Who else? Anything too hard for the Lord. What are the promises? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Come on, Greg. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Who else? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Anyone else?
is anything too hard for God? The answer, yes. Yeah, so Ron said that he, there was a promise made to him that he would help evangelize or preach in southwest Montana, southwest Montana. But he doesn't know how. He doesn't know when. He doesn't know what. So is anything too hard for the Lord? The answer is no. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Back to Mary's ponderings. <clears throat> she pondered on the past, the prophetics, the prophecies that had came true through her giving birth to Jesus. And she thought about her present. Am I good enough? How am I going to provide? Why did he choose me? But I also believed she thought about the future. Because the future is full of of promise. <clears throat> Holding Emmanuel, the Son of God, remembering the past, she's remembering the present, and then she begins to think about her future. Fast forward eight days later, she and Joseph take Jesus, as was customary. At eight days old, take him to the temple to be dedicated. And a man named Simeon, he was there in the temple as they brought Jesus in to the temple. Little rabbit trail sidebar. The Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God, was always in the temple. But it had been removed for about 586 years. The presence was gone until the moment... Mary brought Jesus into the temple. Holy Spirit was restored to the temple. So Simeon, he was also there in the temple. And Simeon, he was a righteous and devout, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It was also revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He wasn't going to die. That was his promise. He wouldn't die before he saw Emmanuel. But upon seeing baby Jesus, she took him in his arms and said this, Now, Lord, you are letting your bondservant depart in peace according to your word, according to your promise. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples, a light for revelation for the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and mother were amazed at these things which were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them, and he said to his mother Mary, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel as a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce your own soul. To the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Now, wait a minute, God. You gave me this child. You have entrusted me to raise it. But can you repeat that again? A, a, a sword is going to uh, pierce my soul? Is that really what you just said? A sword is going to pierce 
my soul? Probably not what she wanted to hear. Moms and dads, I'm sure you wouldn't want to hear that either, right? But as I was studying, I, I came across this, and this is from a, a pastor. His name's Craig, Craig Rochelle, and he said this. There was no way that Mary could have ever known in that moment that the world's greatest blessing would be her greatest breaking. Because one day she would stand by the cross and look on as her innocent, sinless son suffered and died on a cross. And even in the middle of her pain, when you've walked with God like Mary did, and when you know God like Mary did, when you've seen his faithfulness in the past and you've known his peace, she says, I can trust him with the future. He's always been faithful in my life. And because he's always been faithful, because his promises are always true, I can trust him no matter what. And sure enough, she could trust him because three days later, after she watched him die, her heavenly father, our heavenly father, raised Jesus from the dead. Tomb couldn't hold him. When the stone was rolled away, the lamb of God who was slain for the forgiveness of our sins was not there. He defeated death, hell, and the power of the grave so that anyone at any moment, no matter what you've done, at any moment when you call on the name of the Lord, your sins will be forgiven. Can your sins be forgiven? Absolutely. Here's the amazing thing about my Jesus, he's already paid the price for your forgiveness. He was tormented, he was beaten, whipped, bruised, ridiculed, mocked, nailed to a cross, died, and rose again three days later just for you. You see, there's no coincidence of you being in this seat here today. No coincidence. You see, he's calling. I want a relationship with you. There's nothing you can do that can separate you from my love. Absolutely nothing. Neither life nor death, nor angels, or demons, or principalities. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from his forgiveness. Nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing can come between your promise and his fulfillment. Nothing. Nothing can come between you and your healing. Nothing can come between the outpouring of God on your life. Nothing can come between that promise. 
Time for more bravery. Is there anyone who says, Jason, man, I've, I've done some stuff. I've thought some stuff. I, I just feel like I can't get close to God. There's no way he could ever forgive me. Is there anyone that's brave enough to say that? Because I would love to introduce you to him. It's not joining this church. It's not becoming religious. It's about having a relationship with him. It's a relationship. It's a give and take. Anyone? And as the band comes, we're going to do for this. Yes, my love. feel like I'm sitting back there and the Lord is telling me that a lot of people can't hear what the promises of the Lord are for them because the only thing they hear are the promises slash curses that people have spoken over them. Ooh, that's good, Kim. That they will never do whatever it is that the Lord has for them. There has been some interruption along the way where people have spoken death over them, that people have spoken um, negative over them, so they don't, they can't hear that promise. So, Father, right now, we speak life. Yeah. Father, we speak to those that they don't even know what your promises are for them. They can't hear you. They don't know what it is. The only thing that goes in their mind is all the things that they can't do. So, Father, we come against that lie right now in Jesus' name because nothing is too hard for you. They can do it, and we speak life. We speak truth. We speak your word and your promises, Lord, into them. Lord, I pray that they are strong enough to stand up against those lies that they can replace those lies with the truth of the word of God, of who you are, what you have for them. Lord, that you will empower them to stand strong in what it is that you have called them to, who they are in you, and whose they are. So, Father, strengthen them now in Jesus' name. I got some promises <clears throat> from the Lord that I believe are for some of you here today. So I'm going to read out some promises. And if that's you, that's something you want to cling on to, something you want to hold on to, I just want you to stand. 
pray. I'm going to have people gather around you, okay? You okay with that? Yes, Jesus. Okay. Great, thanks. So I felt the Lord wanted to pray for specific things. The first one is a prayer for a blessing. It comes from, he wants to bless you, he wants to prosper you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. If that's you, why don't you stand up for me? Isaiah 54, 17 says, But in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. Your silence, you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord your God, have spoken. What about wisdom? Anybody need wisdom for a situation? If that's you, I want you to stand because here's what James 1.5 tells me. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask the God who gives it generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He'll give you wisdom. What about freedom? It could be freedom from addiction. It could be freedom from oppression. It could be freedom of this sin that's just entangling you and just holding you back. Like Kim said, it's that lie. Any many freedom from a lie, freedom from an addiction. John 8, 36 says, the sun sets you free and you will be free indeed, Russ. Supplying of needs. Anybody have a need? It could be financial. It could be like Kim and I, a house. It could be anything. You have a need. I have a need to see my child come back to Jesus. I have a need for a car. I need a, a, a need for a job. If you have a need, I want you to stand because here's what the word says. Philippians 4.19 says, My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. My king has a palace and he has a place prepared for me where the streets are gold. You think riches are a problem for my God? Or what about this? I want to stretch you here. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me, he says. Test me, Jason, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. He's a God of abundance. So if you have a need, keep standing and last. Anybody need healing? see him heal all the time. 
specifically if you're having lower back pain. back pain. That was my pain this morning. Or if you got this nasty flu bug that's trying to make its way around. Because here's what Psalm 130 says. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. And don't forget all his benefits. Who forgives your sins. Hallelujah. Who heals all your diseases. All. In Hebrew, that means all. All. Forgives your sins, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. Travis, he redeemed your life from destruction. Who crowns you. crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. To those of you standing, is there anything too hard for your Lord? Connor, is there anything too hard for your Lord? Tosh, is there anything too hard for your Lord? Ron, is there anything too hard for your Lord? Russ, is there anything too hard for you? So what I want you to do, like I said, I like involvement. If you see somebody standing or if you sat down because I was talking too long, go ahead and stand back up and we're going to gather around you and we're going to make the declaration, is there anything too hard for the Lord? So, up, scatter. And you don't have to be a member of this church to pray, all right? I want to make sure everybody has somebody. If, if there's nobody on you yet, raise your hand for me and I will call people out for you. Right, well, Father, we just believe in miracles today. We believe in fulfilled promises. We believe in blessings right now because you are good. All the earth rejoices for you. Because you have set us free, Lord, we can walk in that freedom. We can walk in blessing. We can walk in health. We can walk in the fullness of the Spirit. We can walk no longer depressed. We can walk no longer oppressed. We can walk free of addiction. We can walk and we can run and we can dance and we can wave flags and we can praise you with all that we have because you are so good. You are an amazing God that you sent your son. You sent Emmanuel for us today. God with us. He's here. He's in our presence. His spirit is around us. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just come in waves of power, in waves of grace, in waves of mercy, Lord, and you would set the captives free, that you would bring
bring healing to bodies and you would bring healings to backs and you would open doors for new jobs and you would open doors for homes and you would open doors for kids to come home and you would open doors, Lord, that we could express our love to you and share this love that we have for you with others here. Thank you for what you're about to do. And we just declare all this in your name.